welcome to episode 46 of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rita Misha, and I am so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to manage it all, you are totally in the right place. In this podcast, you'll hear all kinds of ways to make life calmer, more organized, and yes, even happier. Welcome to our episode today. And today our episode is going to be talking all about stress because it's on our minds all the time. And I know as you're listening that you may never have been this stressed in your entire life. I do know a few moms who are loving this time during COVID. They have less driving to do and it's really working for them, but that is definitely not most moms. For most of us, Your stress is just coming out of your pores. I could feel the tension in the air. I could feel it as I talk to the moms. Things are a little stressful right now. But today, we're going to talk about the thing that you may be doing that's making it worse. We're taking the bull by the horns, and we're going there. We are going there onto this controversial episode. Hello, my friend. So good to have you with me today. Thank you for being here as I talk about something a little controversial. I kind of like doing this because why not? You know, the rest of the world tells you to do one thing and we're just going to take that and we're going to explore it. And I'm going to tell you why I think that that is baloney. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, this is probably going to be a most fun episode. So I don't know about you, my friend, but every morning I wake up and I actually say a little prayer almost every day. I'm not kidding you. And I say to myself, please let this be the day that I don't feel so stressed, that I feel joy and calm and zen. And then I may set a little intention for my day to feel calm or peaceful or joy or whatever. And I'm curious if you offer up this little prayer also. And sometimes the prayer even works. You know, I just set my intention to be filled with joy and whatever. And then I do feel that way throughout the day. But sometimes it doesn't work so well. I just, I'm so stressed out. Same with you, I'm sure. We have a lot to be stressed out about. What happens with me is I usually start my day feeling very zen. You all know already about my daily habits. So I start my day, I meditate, I do yoga, but by 12 p.m., forget it. It's like I barely even did those things. I'm usually, I'm like everybody else, I'm this stressed out ball of mom. I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to get it all done with my sanity intact, but it's hard. And the real problem is that my stress never lets up. And do you know why it never lets up? I'm going to give you a hint. Why does my stress never let up? Am I going to blame the kids? Am I going to blame work? Sure. (laughs) Why not, right? But the real reason why my stress never lets up is because I keep talking about it. Really, that's why I told you we're going to go a little controversial today. And I have a quote I want to share with you. So incredibly perfect for what I want to talk about. I couldn't even believe it. So here's the quote, because I just can't wait to share it with you. And the quote is this, 
Talking about our problems is our greatest addiction. Break the habit. Talk about your joys. And this quote is from Rita Schiano. Interesting quote. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think talking about our problems is our greatest addiction? I don't know. I'm going to tell you something personal right now. And I'm going to tell you about a dear friend of mine whom I love so, so much. And I'm telling you, if you met her, she is the sweetest woman and she would just do anything for you. You know, she's one of these people with a warm, giving, a huge heart. And I really, truly love her. But I noticed something every single time we got together. Every time, there was not a time we got together where this didn't happen. And every time we get together, the majority of our discussion is spent on her complaining about her job and how difficult it is. And we're not talking, you know, a few sentences. We're talking a half hour, an hour, a really, really long time. Now, her job really and truly does sound totally awful to me. And I'm really glad that I don't work there. But I've also noticed that over the years, she and I seem to get together less and less. I'm sure you're surprised, right? (laughs) Because hearing her talk about work all the time, it is exhausting to me. And our friendship, it slowly went away. And it didn't happen on purpose because I told you I really, really love her. But she stopped contacting me also, right? Because she's so into her work. She can't really think about anything else. And I was thinking about her the other day and I started digging deep into myself. And I thought to myself, how often do I do this? You know, where in my life do I complain about something? You know, whatever it is, what is something that I complain about so much that I'm making it worse, that I'm making this thing that could be so small and so immaterial, and I'm making it into this huge, I'm imagining a house, like a small house or this huge mansion, you know, this thing that could be like a non-big deal. But we all do it. And in our society, and here's where I'm getting controversial, is we have this idea that it's okay to vent, that we need to let things out, that it's okay to talk about things that bother us and to just continually rehash things over and over again so that it doesn't stay inside our bodies. But what I've noticed is that sometimes we cross the line. We cross the line where we don't stop venting. Yeah, if something happens and we want to let it out, that's one thing. Okay, I don't have a problem with that, but to do it time and time and time again, that shows me there's a problem. Okay, again, I'm not talking about something happened and we say a few sentences or we're talking for a few minutes. I'm talking about, you know, how when we vent and we just can't seem to stop and every day we're talking about the same thing over and over again. And here's what happens. This problem that was like a teeny tiny mountain now becomes something so big, it's impossible to scale. You cannot get up this mountain because you've made something that was annoying. I mean, I'm sure it was annoying because 
these complaints are totally legitimate, but you take something that's annoying and you just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And that little annoyance becomes so big, doesn't it? Think about things in your own life and you know what I'm saying is true. You know it because it could just be something you would roll your eyes at. But once you talk about it, it just becomes this hurdle, this hurdle that you cannot get over. You can't get up that mountain because you've made it so big. So I'm curious if there's something that you vent about that you continually talk about and think about it for a second. Is it possible that you're making it worse by venting about it? Is it possible? And you know, I'm saying this with love because I do not ever come out here and just beat you with a stick. I'm talking about it because we do it and our society tells us we should be doing it. Who doesn't tell you talk to a friend when you're upset? Who doesn't say that? Everybody in society tells us to do that. But there is a line, my friend, and I want to raise awareness to you because there's a line between taking something that could be small and making it so big that it bothers you even more. That's why I said I am talking about this to you for your benefit. It's not even the relationships with others, because my concern is that as we're making this problem bigger and bigger, it is adding to your stress and your stress is already big enough. You know, you don't need anything to add to it. You don't need something to make it worse. So it was so funny. You know, I did my outline for this episode and I finished the whole thing and then I thought to myself, hmm, maybe I should look this up because I'm always telling you things that I observe. And I've observed that when I vent too much, I make it worse. I make it this huge mountain. So I thought to myself, let me research and let me see if there's anybody else who says this crazy thing that I'm telling you right now. And here's what I found. It's so funny because when you listen to your intuition, when you just notice things in the world, yeah, there is science that can back you up because when you observe what is going on with you, you're always right. Always listen to yourself, my friend. Always listen to yourself. But here's what I found. And I found that the concept of venting is actually a Freudian concept. Isn't that interesting that it goes all the way back to Freud? And they thought that anger was like a hydraulic press. So if you didn't release it, it builds up and it builds up until it bursts. And they say that today, modern psychologists, they focus on another theory. They call it neo-association. I had never heard this. And that theory says that the more we talk about things, the more we think about things and look at things that make us angry, the angrier we feel. So venting is essentially rehashing our anger and frustration, and it makes it worse and worse because we're thinking about it. Doesn't that make sense? So every time you think about that thing that made you so angry, yeah, you're making it worse. You're making yourself angrier. That made so much sense to me when I saw that. 
so much sense. And I'm going to share a very personal story. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm telling you this story. It is so personal, but I hope by telling you this, it will help you understand even better about venting because this is something our society tells us to do. So I have to kind of show you in my life where this has caused a problem so you can really understand, okay? So I'm going to be really, really vulnerable here. And here's my story, and I'm sorry in advance if I get emotional when I tell you. But when I was in my early 20s, I had a group of really, really close friends. We were a group, you know, we did everything together. We went to movies together. We went shopping together. We were always giggling and chatting and talking, and we were just such a close group. And then something changed. Somebody new came into our group, and I just felt the energy change. I felt like something wasn't right, you know, when you get that feeling. But I noticed things changing, and it took a few months. But then what would happen was somebody would casually let out that they went someplace, and I hadn't been invited. So, for example, they would have gone to a movie, all of them, but they didn't tell me they were going to the movie. And one of them would accidentally let it slip. You know, like a few weeks later, she would say, oh, this movie was so awesome. And I'd say, oh, that's so nice. When did you see it? And there would be total silence, you know? And they'd say to me, oh, we went on a day that we knew you couldn't come. So we don't want to tell you and make you feel badly. Oh, <laughs> right. They don't want to make me feel badly. And this kept going on and on. And it kept getting worse and worse. And then I would see them in various places, like in the grocery store or whatever. And they would look at me and pretend like they hadn't seen me. Or they would glare at me. And I'm telling you, we had been best friends, right? We would get together all the time. We did everything together. And they would just look at me and they would look right through me. And this was in my early 20s. Okay, if this had happened now, I'd be like, okay, good riddance. Like, how was I ever even friends with you? But in my early 20s, this really affected me. And I would talk about these women endlessly. And like I said, this was legitimate. You know, that's why I tell you, I know your venting is legitimate. These ladies were bullying me. And back in the day, you know, we didn't have that word bullying. It just felt really, really bad. And these had been my friends, my true friends. And every time I saw them, it was like the wound was fresh. It was like the bandage was ripped off. And wherever they wounded me, they did it again. And every time it felt harder and harder. It didn't get easier and easier. It got harder and harder. And I would constantly vent about it. I would call my mom and tell her about the latest incident. I would call my husband and I would tell him I had new friends and I would tell them, oh my gosh. And I think back and I realize how much worse I was making it. How much worse. I would take that hill and I made it into a mountain. And where in your life do you do this? 
Are you making COVID into a mountain? Are you making your workplace into a mountain? Are you making your spouse? We can do this with people, right? Are you making your spouse into a mountain? Possibly, right? Our words have a lot of power. You know that. And what we focus on grows. So as I talked about these women, I made the problem worse. As we talk about things that bother us, we make the problem worse. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to contradict things I've been telling you, but just stick with me, okay? Stick with me because I don't believe that we should keep our anger in us, okay? (laughs) So that sounds like I'm contradicting. I just told you, don't make a hill into a mountain. But there's something I also believe. And I believe that when we have these feelings in our body and we keep them in our body, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Because let's say these women slighted me and I am angry. I am truly angry. What I'm saying is don't continually talk about it. Yet I also want you to get it out of your body because I actually do agree with Freud. I do agree with him, and I also believe that you should not keep these negative emotions in your body because Chinese medicine tells us that when we have these negative emotions, anger, resentment, whatever negative emotion, that will cause disease in your body if you don't let it out. So you do have to let out these negative emotions. So when I tell you don't vent too much, I don't mean Keep this anger in you. Uh, uh, uh. I want you to get it out, but I don't want you to overly vent to get it out. And I hope this is making sense to you, okay? Because my friend talking about her job all the time, that made the situation worse. What would have been a better thing for her to do? Here's my favorite way, okay? Resolving the problem. How many times have I done the same? How many times have you done the same? Where we have a problem and instead of just resolving it, we let it fester. Now for me, I should have resolved my problem with my friend. I should have told her, please stop complaining about your work because it's ruining our friendship. So we are all guilty of that. I'm guilty of it. You may be guilty of it. But really, the best way to resolve our anger, fix the problem. That is number one. And we often have it more in our ability than we realize. We think, oh, there's no way we can fix the problem. And of course, in hindsight, there would have been many, many ways that we could fix the problem. Another thing you can do is maybe talk about the problem for a limited amount of time. You know, if I have a bad day, maybe I'll talk for 10 or 15 minutes with my spouse. You know, not hours, not venting, but just a few minutes. I could talk about it. It's fine. Again, I'm talking about the continual venting, that thing that we do every day. I'm not saying don't talk about a problem. I'm talking about when it gets excessive. So normal talking, yeah, feel free to do that. Another way that I really recommend that you get it out of your body is simply by journaling. 
I know as a busy mom, you don't have time to journal. I totally get it. But I have found in my experience that journaling is one of the best ways to get something out of your body, out of your mind, and just let it go. Just to let it go. I actually, I use this first now, whereas before I would vent to a person, now I vent to my journal. And a lot of the time, I could let it go. Doing that is so incredibly powerful. I have vented without causing harm, can I say? (laughs) It is the best way. I really, really love it. And here's another one of my absolute favorite ways to get things out. (laughs) This is the best. I know I've said all these other ways are the best, but this is the best. And that is to exercise. Walk. Get it out of your body. And I have to confess that sometimes I combine a few of these techniques. So I'll walk while I talk into my journal. I find that to be incredibly effective. It's so soothing to go on my walk. I tell my journal why I'm so angry. Maybe I'll even write out a solution in my journal. (laughs) This is funny. So I'm doing all these techniques in one, but who cares, right? the more the merrier. And the final example I'm going to give you is to talk to a coach or another professional. Because you know I'm a coach and people tell me about their issues too. And I actually don't let them vent for too much because I'm aware that if they keep going and going and going, they're going to make the situation worse. So they vent and then we talk about solutions. We move on. And of course, that's only if it's appropriate, because sometimes people need to be angry. Angry has good things to it, too. It helps you actually solve that problem. That new job that you want to apply for, sometimes it takes anger to get you to apply for that job. I feel like I'm a tape recorder when I say these angry and negative emotions are there for a reason, but you know, they really are. So we have to listen to them, hear their message, and then get them out of our body, but not doing it by venting so much, okay? So I hope this episode gave you a totally new perspective on how to feel better and less stressed without doing that thing that we've been told to do our whole life, that thing that actually makes it worse. And don't feel guilty, you know, if you need to vent and let it out for a few minutes, that is totally fine. It'll make you feel better. But if you usually vent for a really long time, and this can go over days or months or years, you may want to explore other ways to let that frustration out. Let it out in more healthy ways and see how that affects your life. See how you have less stress. See how you have better relationships with people. See how maybe you even feel healthier because it's not building in your body. This is a whole new concept, isn't it? I hope you're able to use what we talked about and it really affects your life. It makes you so much less stressed. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would absolutely love for you to schedule a free call and we can talk about your own individual challenges. You already know that I absolutely love helping busy working moms organize their lives, 
find time to get things done while also finding the time to take care of themselves. So incredibly important. You gotta have the self-care. To schedule the call, go to balancedworkingmoms.com slash services. I look forward to talking to you.